Get ready to smile and learn from my sweet mom, who has dementia, but is still so present and witty in the moment. Her thoughts tend to loop. As soon as she says something, she starts to repeat it, if there's much of a pause. This hour episode was a challenge to edit to 20 minutes, but I just let her go when we were recording to make it most enjoyable for her. I left in a few repeats if she added in a new fact or to maintain the flow. She lives two hours away, and it's always a treat to bring her down for a long weekend or more. I know I'm biased, but you'll have to let me know after listening if you think she's precious as well. Join us for episode 67 as we talk about her journey from weighing 95 pounds to 210 pounds and now at a healthy 115 pounds for her 4 foot 10 inches small frame. I think you'll relate to some of her stressors and reasons for overeating. Overeating meaning eating for any reason other than true hunger. Hi, I'm Clarinda, and you are listening to the Feel Light Mind and Body podcast, created for women like you. Women who are experiencing success in so many areas of life, but are struggling with weight loss, stress eating, and decreased energy. Losing weight can feel hard, heavy, and restrictive. That's why every week I will be offering you a different perspective, tips, encouragement, and a unique approach so that you can feel lighter in your mind and body rather than feeling deprived, frustrated, or discouraged. What if you could feel free, yet in control around food for the rest of your life? What if you could enjoy your experience of losing weight and getting healthier? You absolutely can. You're in the right place. Take this time for yourself, and let's dive in. Well, everyone, I have a very special guest today. I have my mom. She's here visiting from the special care home, and we've been having a great conversation this morning. So I checked in with her. I said, Mom, do you feel like talking and sharing some of your gems, some of your wisdom with my listeners, who are women like us who want to feel lighter in our hearts and our minds and bodies? She's like, well, I'll give it a try. (laughs) And here's the thing. We're very open. We're very real and honest and loving with each other. So I even checked in before I started the intro. I said, Mom, are you okay if I share that you are dealing with dementia right now? And she said, absolutely. That's life. That's part of it. Because here's why mom is going through this in a way that's inspiring and encouraging and full of grace. And she has moments where it's so frustrating for her. And yesterday was a good example of just getting out of her comfort zone and realizing she was coming down to my place for two hours. And anyway, I won't go into all of that, because we're here to talk about feeling lighter in your mind and body. But I have a few questions. And I had polled a few people who asked me if I'd ask her some of these questions. So mom, Welcome. Her name is Doreen. I am so happy to have you. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Doreen Audrey Elliott Plant, and I'm in Fredericton with my youngest daughter. And she's got me before this mic, so goodness knows what you're going to hear. Well, bum, we're just going to keep it real. We're going to have fun. You never know what she's going to say or what I'm going to ask her. So just come for the ride with us. Okay. (laughs) Mom, one of the questions that someone had asked was, what did it mean to be beautiful? 
I'm sure I wouldn't know what it meant to be beautiful. But I guess it comes from within and perhaps without, too. But I never ever thought I was beautiful. So when you looked at someone, though, and thought, oh, they're a beautiful person, what was it that you were noticing about them that made you think that? Well, I don't know. I guess actions do speak louder than words. And so your expression shows a lot about you and uh, and about me, of course. <laughs> okay, on that note, I think that's it. You had mentioned when we talked earlier that uh, what, what about the clothing or their appearance in that way? What did you say about that to me? Well, I'm not sure I remember. What did I say? <laughs> Uh, I had a older cousin who was slim, so I wore hand-me-downs. I didn't hardly know what it was to have anything new, but I always was dressed and was considered, well, of course I was dressed, but I mean, I was considered well-dressed, but they were second-hand clothes, and of course, they were always clean. And they had to match. I've got enough French in me that they just had to match. <laughs> and they still do. And I'm 80-some years old now, I guess. Yeah, Mom, how old are you now? Well, I just told you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was born October 21st, 1939. So you can figure it out for yourself, okay? I just love that. And I have to do the math sometimes on myself. So no problem. Okay. And for the record, you're 84, going to be 85 in October. 21st, 1939. That's right. That good old long-term memory. <laughs> okay. Another question that came in was, what was good health considered to be back in the day when you were, say, growing up or raising us as children? Well, we didn't have much canned goods. Everything was preserved, and uh, we were out in the fields picking strawberries. We grew our own garden and had vegetables and very, very little processed food. But I always had a good appetite <laughs> and uh, learned to try at least everything. I had to at least try. The only thing I couldn't eat was liver if I was dying, and it's supposed to help you to live better. <laughs> And what about outdoors? Was that encouraged? Oh, indeed. I loved outdoors. I spent as much time outdoors as I could, winter and summer. And Grammy would say, you must be cold, Doreen. I'd say, no, I'm all right. I loved the outdoors, and I still do. And what about sleep? Was that important back then or taught? Oh, I had to go to bed quite early, but I was a night hawk in my older years. I always went to bed with my husband, but I'd get up and maybe mix up some cookies or finish the ironing. And he'd get up and he'd say, what in the world are you doing up? I reached over and you weren't in bed. I said, well, Marnie, I had this and that to do. He said, but it's time to sleep. But there was always lots of work to do. So that's when I would get caught up. <laughs> and that's a good lead in because as we were talking about that, I reminded her of how many times I would come downstairs, I'd wake up in the night and have to come down to the bathroom. We only had one at the time in a farmhouse, so I'd come downstairs and mom could sometimes be found 
in the lazy boy chair or at the kitchen table, usually reading. She loved to read. And also with a big bowl of ice cream or a bag of chips and dip. And of course, pop. We talked about that. And I said, why do you think, mom, that that's when you chose to eat? And some of her responses were, mom, I'll just remind you that you had said it was the only time that you really felt like you had to yourself. Yeah, that that probably was so because with a farm and four children, husband, and selling Avon and work, work, work to do. So I enjoyed my evenings. I always went to bed with my husband, but when he'd go to sleep, I'd get up, mix up cookies or finish the ironing or sort the clothes for morning and just to get a head start for the next day. He'd wake up and I wouldn't be in bed and he'd come downstairs and say, Doreen, what in this world are you doing up? It's nighttime. And I'd say, well, I know, Marnie, but I couldn't sleep and there was work to do, so I'll be to bed soon. But I always went to bed with him when he went to bed. I never regretted that. Yes, we had talked earlier about the stress and that looking back, it just makes more sense now why she was eating late at night. Part of it was no one else was calling her name. It was really, what did you say, Mom, the only time you gave yourself permission? Yeah, it was me time. (laughs) Everybody has to have some me time, you know, time for yourself. But I had lots of work to do inside and outside, so... I would wait until everybody was to bed, and then, well, I worked, and then I'd have a little snack, of course, (laughs) and it was delicious, but it kept adding the pounds on. So we all can relate to that, right? And whether it is, we might not be getting up in the middle of the night, some might be, but in the evening, at the end of the day, you're just like, okay, I deserve this. I need this. Food feels like a comfort to me right now, might be an escape. It can be an excuse to actually sit still instead of us giving ourselves an excuse to just be. That also leads, Mom, do you want to share, only if you're comfortable, how much you gained or at what weight you were at one point in time? Well, I believe I was 95 pounds when I was married, and I just gradually, gradually added it on over the years. And I believe my stopping weight was, um, oh, do we want to say it? 210 pounds. What I weigh now, I'm, I'm not sure. But I'm well. But, oh, I love to eat. And I paid for it because the added pounds were not good for my small frame. <laughs> yeah. And when she was feeling heavy physically, I asked her, I said, do you think that you were feeling heavy emotionally and mentally? I don't remember, but I think it would be yes. (laughs) I don't know. My memory is going, but uh, I'm still me. But I did love to eat, I have to tell you that. And we ate out a lot in later years after the children were gone. And of course, when you eat out, it's a lot of French fries and gravy. Yum, yum. But (laughs) they don't do your body much good. So I've kind of weaned off of that now, and I think I'm down to what? (laughs) About 115. (laughs) Okey-doke. So I was 95 pounds when I was married. You also had shared how excited you guys were when some of the processed foods came out, like Kraft Pizza, for those in Canada, and Hamburger Helper. 
one of the things mom said is she was weary. She was tired of feeding and cooking for four kids, plus her and dad. It just made life easier to do the package and all the seasoning in there. And even though she still did her soups and all the other healthy things, I noticed as a teen, because I was the youngest, it just crept in more and more. The more stressed she got, the easier it was to just open up a package, right? So we can all relate to that as well. Yeah, expensive or not, packages come in handy. (laughs) And I never, I don't know, I went through a phase that I, I never seemed to be able to get full for some reason or other. And I always had a good appetite. But this of just being hungry, hungry, hungry was for the birds, really. And I paid for it because I weighed around 95 pounds when I was married. I went up to 205 to 10 pounds. I can't really remember now what, but it was terrible and I didn't feel good, you know. So now I don't know what to weigh. You weigh around 115 pounds. Oh, that sounds like a good plan. Oh, and I, I don't think I look the best in pictures probably with all that added weight. My husband was a very small man, wonderful man, and he got up to 120 pounds because he was 110 pounds when we were married. And he was moaning and groaning one day about being so fat. And, oh, he couldn't, just to bend over, he felt awful. And so I looked at him foolishly and said, well, what in the world would you do if you were my weight? And he looked at me and grinned and laughed. And he said, well, Doreen, I think I'd do something about it. (laughs) And I said, you got me because it was the gospel truth. And I think that remark helped me a little bit to start going the other way. (laughs) My dad passed in December of 2018. But one of the things that looking back, and as you know, I've shared that part of mom's journey has been part of my journey and wanting to help others feel light in the heart, mind and body. Because I watched mom, it seemed like with me being the youngest, after the others had kind of left, then her whole body caught up with her. You know how we can push, push and push. And then suddenly all of that weariness and she was having fibromyalgia at the time, just really suffering. So one of the things that dad would encourage her to lose weight, but in such a supportive way. And I just want to honor him for that because he was concerned about her health. He was also dealing with his heart issues, diabetes, and they just didn't know what we know now. We have so many more tools available for us. And one of the things mom will talk about now, which we didn't get a chance to earlier, if you can recall, and if not, I will share, and then we can always edit it out if you don't want it in there. You always said that dad loved you at all sizes and unconditionally. He most certainly did, but he felt bad that I was the size that I was, but I couldn't seem to stop eating. I just seemed to have that kind of an amenal pause. But now I've got over that, I guess. Well, with age, you know, you change anyway. (laughs) And I don't know what I weigh now, but I know I'm not overweight. And I'm so happy about that. But I wished I would have known a little bit more in my earlier years I knew I was overeating, but bless my heart, I worked hard and I was hungry. So I thought, and so I ate and I paid for it. (laughs) One of the things I shared with her that she's like, wow, I wish I had known that. And I said, yeah, me too. I didn't know until I did the weight loss coaching certification program. And then it made sense, so much sense. The thing is why mom was never feeling full and always had this hunger 
is because their hunger hormones were out of whack. The processed foods especially really contribute to that as well as overeating so that her insulin, her ghrelin and her leptin was not working the way that they should. So it makes perfect sense to me now. Yeah, she had a period of time where she reset her hunger hormones, not by choice, not even knowing that's what was happening. But when she was hospitalized and hadn't eaten for a few days, everything reset. And then she started to lose weight. It wasn't the ideal way to do it. But it's just really interesting when we look back and connecting the dots of where she's at right now, because she still loves her treats. Trust me. Mm -hmm. She already told me what she wanted to have for some of her treats and some I've given and others. I'm just like, "Hmm, let's try this instead. And she's been enjoying it. So an example is I have Costco Nutella that doesn't have the palm oil in it. So she's having that with some strawberries and some strawberries dipped chocolates coming tonight, mom, which you're not aware of yet. (laughs) It's just a little bit of treat, but also adding in the healthy stuff. And it's just kind of fun. It's been fun to spoil her. So I have one more thing written down, mom, just as a note, is one thing that always grieved me as a teen. And actually, I'm being very real, as mom knows, I felt embarrassed, but in a way, because I love my mom so much, and I hated that she was making fun of herself. (laughs) So we talked about it this morning. And I said, Mom, that's self deprecating humor that you used. And she said, I'll whisper in her ear if she doesn't remember. I tried to say it before somebody else got ahead of me and said it. And uh, it kind of felt good to get it out because I knew it was there, all in sight for sure. But anyway, I'm not that way now. I'm, I've lost a lot of weight, and it wasn't intentionally, but it just came off, I guess. And maybe I stopped being a glutton. I don't know. But I still do love to eat. But there is a limit to everything in life, you, as you all know. And as I said earlier to her, I think what upset me the most is I knew she wasn't being kind to herself. An example is at family gatherings, she would just be going back for more or saying to people, oh, just don't throw that off. Put it on my plate on the garbage disposal. And I thought, oh, mom, don't say that about yourself. You know how we are as teens. But like she said, I poked fun of myself before someone else could. And she said, it was the elephant in the room. We knew that Doreen's overeating here. And I can remember thinking, because, you know, kind of people would chuckle and be like, oh, mom, I don't want people laughing at you. And they loved her dearly, but you kind of knew that was the chit chat. But she just, she just rolled with it. And like she said, get out ahead of it, I guess, and made fun of herself. But I keep saying, mom, be kind to yourself. And she's learned so much to do that. And just a few minutes ago, she was at my bookshelf. Mom is a lifelong learner. She loves to get her head in a book and read. We have the best discussions in the moment. And I'm just so appreciative of her being here, being willing to encourage all of you as well. But if we were to leave the listener with a way to feel lighter in their hearts, minds and bodies, is there anything coming up in your mind that maybe we haven't talked about that you would like to offer as encouragement for them? I don't really know. I've had a good life. I've been all sizes, so I know what it's like. But uh, it wasn't a very pleasant feeling when I was way, way overweight. I was 95 pounds when I was married. But anyway, I zoomed up to 210, believe it or not. And I can't hardly believe it myself. 
And how did you feel in your clothes back then? Do you remember that feeling? Well, (laughs) I couldn't go naked, so I just had to try to get by the best I could. And I always tried to be neat and clean, but I knew I was a sight for sore eyes. But this had had a pretty face, so (laughs) I got by the best I could. But really, I'm, I'm not sure what I weigh now, I don't think. I I really don't know who I am, but I am still Doreen. It's just nice not to be that overweight. And I wished I could live it over again. And I know I would do something about it because it is not healthy. Those days are past, and I'm very thankful for it. I'm very thankful for my health and strength and that the Lord has allowed me to live to the ripe old age of 80-some years old. Now I'm a little wobbly. But uh, I'm still me. Well, Mom, thank you. You've did an amazing job. And I know I will treasure this podcast. I'm wanting to inspire you. But just being really honest, I also wanted to be able to have this recording. And I'll get emotional. <laughs> but as you probably know, if you follow me, I love her dearly. And um, yes, yeah, so I am just saying this week, as you go about, just appreciate, appreciate your health now, think ahead to your future self and how you want to feel. And I am thankful right now, mom, that you are 115 pounds because she would have, like she'll say to me, I might not have a memory, but I don't have an ache or a pain. Mm -hmm. And if she had that extra 100 pounds on now, we would be having other problems. She probably wouldn't be down here visiting me you probably wouldn't, you would probably be in the nursing home rather than special care home and being taken care of. And there's no shame in that. There's no blame in that. It's just simply awareness. So I just hope this will give you that encouragement, that inspiration to take care of yourself now and to know that you're worth it. She now knows she's worth it. But back then, like I said, she didn't have podcasts like this to listen to. They didn't have a TV either. And so food was what was allowed. It wasn't really looked down upon. It was a safe way to self-soothe. And it was delicious. I don't know if you heard her. She said, and it was delicious. You know, she said, I had a little bit of shame, guilt, knowing I shouldn't be doing it. But it wasn't anything that seemed too wrong. Wasn't really hurting anyone else, she thought. But it kind of was because it was impacting everyone around her as well because of her tiredness and not wanting to be in pictures, not being able to be active with us and creating those memories. So I just celebrate every stage of her learning and growth and her openness. And yeah, mom, I love you dearly. And thank you for being here. And I love you too. And God bless you all. He's a good God. Yes, he is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You've heard my mama and you have a great week and I'll see you next week. Now, do yourself the biggest favor. From love, take at least one action step from what you learned today. Knowledge without application won't give you the results that you desire. Let me know on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, what you are choosing to do and when. And yes, please leave a podcast review wherever you are listening to this. When people read your words and can see themselves in them, then you are contributing to women empowering other women. And that feels amazing. You just might change or save a life today.